This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name is Jamie Devitt and you're listening to the Blue Army podcast. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Phillip. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs. My name is Toby Show Silva. My name is Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Enjoy. Hello. 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 All right. We just. Oh, there he is. There's. There's the youngster. <laughs> And there we go, we're all we're all here, we're all back for an episode, that's good, the four of us, you know, the way it's supposed to be, the way it's supposed to be. Um, obviously, we're recording this at an earlier time than we kind of arranged during the week, because Carlisle are playing tonight in the in the EFL Trophy. Um, there's mixed reviews, but Paul Simpson came out recently and kind of supported it, uh, doesn't really mind the influence of the under-23s coming down. Um, in the past, Wills, Liam, we've kind of voiced our opinion um, in the EFL, uh, but I'll ask you two guys first, has your opinion maybe changed at all? Like, uh, do you support maybe that opportunity to go to Wembley, or is the under-23s thing still ruin it for you? Um, no, yeah, hasn't changed. Still ruins it. It's, um, <laughs> I, think there's, I think there's kind of like things Paul Simpson can use the matches for, there's money you get from it, so, you know, we should try and get the money, but I'm not asked about the competition. Yeah, yeah, I think Simo's opinion on it shows that great men can sometimes be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Max, have you got anything to add? Uh, yeah, to be fair, I just agree with them. Um, not really bothered about any of the results or anything. Um, but like Will said, yeah, you'd be silly to not sort of try and take advantage of any financial financial um, benefit that you might get from it. But yeah, I'm not bothered about the results, to be fair. I think like now it's because Simpson plays with a bigger squad. There's definitely that in mind that we're going to see the opportunity for other people to maybe come into the fold. Um, um, but go on. I was going to say, yeah, you'd think that I don't know if like Holy will get a, a chance with this because it'll be his, it'll be him as the backup keeper, whereas normally it would be Michael Kelly or Anderson or someone else. So I think Anderson yeah. will play tonight. Weirdly, yeah. just as to to try and get him more embedded. I do, yeah. playing with that yeah. defence, mm-hmm. even if he's first choice. Yeah, I do. It's just more minutes, isn't it? Like just under yeah. his belt at the at that kind of level, I suppose. Um, but yeah, did would you see um, Holy come in potentially, Max? No, I think Anderson will, will play probably. Um, it's probably one of the biggest benefits of uh, the competition at this stage. Is boosting. So obviously, we've got quite a big squad at the minute, so it's a good opportunity for people to get. Um, you know, get some minutes in, and uh, I think there's quite a few players that probably deserve it um, by the sounds of it. Um, you know, training hard on the on the training pitch and stuff like that. So, be interesting to yeah. see what team he, he actually plays. Yeah, I'll kick things off properly, lads. I'll kick things off properly. Yeah. Oh, how's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is, of course, episode one hundred and twenty. 
four. And four is very important for us these days because I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by the free men that I like to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. That's right, I'm talking about Will, Liam and Max. Welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast, lads. Hey, hiya. Good to be back. It's uh, you know it's, it's always a pleasure to see us around. We feel powerful as a foursome, and uh, you know I've, I'm I'm always buzzing to start the show. But something that really really kicks things off here on the Blue Army podcast is the tradition that we've had since episode one. That's right, it's time for the Blue Army podcast joke of the week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army podcast. Come, come, Lads, right. Okay, delivery is key in this one, so I'm nervous. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Why do dyslexics find it difficult to tell jokes? Why? Because they punch up the screw line. <laughs> 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 it's not too bad. It's not too bad. That'll do. That'll do us. That'll do no us. No offense to any dyslexic people out there, by the I way. I am dyslexic, so there, yeah. I'll, I'll put my hands up. <laughs> I feel like I've got a passport for that joke. <laughs> um, everyone see me uh, mess up with names <laughs> on the regular. I don't think that was any secret to let out the bag. But yeah, um, lads, we'll we'll move on uh, in great spirits towards a section that is fastly becoming, you know, a stalemate here on the Blue Army podcast. It's a feature that makes you feel nice and cosy because you know it's coming up next. That's right. It's the part of the show where we get to find out what's been happening here. What's been happening there in the league? One roundup with Liam and Wills. Let's take it away, lads. Hey, um, so... I'll let you start off, Will. I've I've got my match to yeah. do. I'll let you cover your stuff first. So yeah, I've got a bit of news, and then Liam's gonna do his Liam's pick match report. We might kind of do that every now and again because I know I did one a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that'd be a nice <laughs> uh, way of doing it. But I mean, there's been another managerial casualty. In League oh. One, uh, Fleetwood Town have sacked Scott Brown. Surprised. Um, he didn't do lost, well, though, did he? They've lost all their games other than the one point they got off us. Mm. Um, I don't know, does that include the latest results? Still, Yeah, they're still on one point. Yeah, so that point that, point that we give them is the only point that they got. Jim, I, you know, <laughs> like, did, did they look that bad a team? <laughs> no, I didn't think they did, to be no, honest, I, but... Maybe because it was first game of the season. Yeah, I mean, like, I definitely thought when I saw Fleetwood that I didn't think this is a team that's at the pinnacle of League One, but I was like, this is a step above most of the teams that we've been playing in League Two. And, you know, you could see that, you know, that it was a bit of adjustment for our players as well. So um, they've gone on to lose all their games since then. So that's five in a row. Uh, and then, of course, you know they've got the problems behind the scenes with their with their owner currently in jail. Um, I don't know how much that's seen as playing into this because it is a poor start. Um, he did have a decent squad as well. Uh, a lot of people thought that you know he had players like Jack Marriott. Um, I don't know who else who a fleet would got, but. You know, they have like a reasonable squad for this level. Yeah, I mean, that's like, you know, it's it's a new manager, isn't it? As I don't think he's managed before, and it's always a risk that you kind of have with that and also having a volatile club at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know who else might think's in trouble. Um, looking at Cheltenham, apparently them, their fans think that their manager's safe. Um. Is he the manager that got them promoted? Um, the one at the minute. Manager, I don't know. Because it's, it's 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 very early in the season, and they're not a club you kind of expect yeah. to be at this level. So it's not like they're a a bolt and a, a bit harsh at the table. The if that's yeah. the case, it would be harsh. After mm. losing your best player in Alfie May, you know you, you're definitely going to struggle. Yeah, 
being and arguably the, the smallest club in the division. And then and two. Go on, go on, oh, sorry. I was going to say then another player, uh, sorry, another manager whose job might be a risk is Ruben Sellers at Reading, and that segues us nicely into oh, very nice report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my match report is Cambridge one. Reading nil, um, which leaves Cambridge in sixth in the last playoff position, and Reading just above Carlisle on five points, same as Carlisle, but with a one better goal difference. They're sitting in 18th. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a very even game. I think both teams wouldn't have been too hard pressed with a point. The possession was 42% to Cambridge, 58% Reading, with the XG being 1.21 to Cambridge, 1.11 to Reading and Reading had a very good chance um saved in the in the first half and you know they hit the post early on as well you know the opening stages were definitely Reading you know the being the away team they were doing really well in the opening stages but um a goal from I'll try it I'll try the word it's a Ocken Abiri you know his name looks a little bit like a Wi-Fi passwords Um, I'm I'm sorry if I butchered that but uh, he scored late on in the 83rd minute Um, however you pronounce it Um, yeah decent goal header went over the line Um, and it's worth noting as well that Reading had one cleared off the line fairly late on as well Um, it was the game was stopped for a little while um, to see if it had gone over the line it was decided it wasn't ah because the crowd actually did celebrate the goal yeah. when it sort of it bounced mm. off it, it bounced off the post went down and then out um, it was debated as to whether it crossed the line <laughs> and people had <laughs> thought it had gone yeah. over the line but the linesman decided it hadn't and well they ruled it off anyways for mm. for for one matter or another which meant that uh yeah reddin stay in the position that they definitely don't want to be in it's worth noting that they have had a point deducted as well so realistically they should be on 6 but regardless mm. of that, um, still not great for them. Yeah, you'd expect them to be pushing for promotion, and they're now level on points with Carlisle, who I think we'd all agree are in a relegation battle, and they could definitely be one to look out for. But yeah, um, it, it's another fantastic result for Cambridge as they quite surprisingly push the top end of the division. They're on twelve points now, more than double what Reading are on, uh, exactly double if you want to count uh, the points they should have without the one taken off. But uh, yeah, a good, good game. Definitely more entertaining than most one nils at this level, with the missed chances from Reading and that late, late drama of the disallowed goal. Um, but yeah, that concludes that. But uh, another thing I wanted to mention: yeah. not quite League One, but um, Luke Armstrong, a target by a lot of League One clubs. I think that's how I'm going to sort of link it in. Mm. His transfer to Wrexham has was announced. Um, it happened. He'd been pictured in the kit. Only for um, it to be declined by the FA because uh, the paperwork wasn't in order in time. So <laughs> did, now did they just he make an example. If they just make an example on like the lowest profile but like biggest platform, they, the the lowest platform but yeah. the biggest profile they can. If it just make an example yeah. out of them, I don't know. I don't think so. they'd want to make an example out of Wrexham because they. That's what I thought. I thought if any club was going to get away with it, it would be it yeah. would be Wrexham. I wouldn't no. have been surprised if they had allowed it, but you know his announcement video is now being deleted from all the club social media accounts that put out a statement <laughs> saying that the transfers had to be sort of undone and he will remain a Harrogate player. I know this is more League Two news, but <laughs> yeah. I thought with a, a number of clubs in League One, including ourselves, being linked with Armstrong, it's worth noting that he will now still be at Harrogate and will potentially look for a move in January, probably to Rex. I mean, you'd imagine he will move, yeah. Yeah. Um, it might be an opportunity. I mean, there might be bigger clubs than Wrexham that have been put on alert by... But then, the, I mean, the other question is, is he actually as good as people say he is? Which, you know, I've seen a lot of kind of differing opinions of yeah. that. From well, a man fans. with a man bun, I think that <laughs> knocks him down a good... <laughs> it's, it's a beard, really. In my estimation. Well, I'm fine with a beard, but I would knock 200 grand off his valuation for the uh, for the man. But it's not a great beard. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe it's someone we'll be looking at in January again. But I'd imagine he probably will just go to Wrexham. It'll also be interesting to see whether he actually plays for Harrogate because it's got to be awkward going back into mm. that dressing room after yeah, literally awkward, being so. signed by another club. Apparently, he did want away as well. So oh, he definitely wanted away. Mm. To be yeah. fair, any professional at this level wants to go to Wrexham. 
really. Yeah, Obviously, everyone wants away from Harrogate. Everyone wants away from Harrogate, yeah. Well, thanks, man. We got to find out what's been happening here. What's been happening there in the league? One roundup with Liam and Will. Thank you very much, boys. I'm going to throw things very quickly over to Max with his segment. It's uh, it's the one time I couldn't come up with a rhyme. It's Max's <laughs> million pound idea. Come on, Max, mate. So, yeah, you, you've taken to social media again. Um, yeah, and you've got, you've got some more ideas. Yeah, so these ideas are from the same sort of reach out that I did um, on the last episode because I had quite a few still. Um, so I'll just kick it off from Connor Stockdale, actually a very good friend of mine. Uh, so he uh, asked if he could get his idea in. Um, so his idea was basically to bring out a third kit this season, um, ideally sort of retro-inspired, maybe um, maybe sort of something similar to a classic kit we've had in the past. Um, so when he said that, I thought deck chair immediately. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you would feel about that, but that was probably one of my favourite kits of all time, to be fair. I think so, like it's got it's got the potential to relieve the pressure on the other two kits at the moment because everyone's asking yeah. about the other two <laughs> kits, isn't it? And yeah. like he says, everyone's like a lot of people have evidently bought the first, one of the like the away kit, the home kit, or both yeah. of them very early on in the season. So when Christmas yeah. comes around or, or, or like whatever birthdays come around and stuff like that, you know, they want that extra thing to buy potentially. So I, I think it'd be just a really smart move in general without thinking about the aesthetic of the shirt. I think like another black one, the black always sells well, doesn't it? So yeah. like another it black one would do fair. really well around Christmas. Time. You've got behind you. but, yeah, I mean, the problem with any third kit is that the last time they brought out a third kit they then didn't went wear it. And, and didn't wear it. <laughs> and how many people, you know, I think like how many people are still going to be put off buying a third kit because now they kind of think, oh, well, you know, they won't wear it again. So yeah. if you make I always think like, with a third kit. You make it like a collectible. Sorry. You only sell 500 or something. <laughs> yeah. They've got an opportunity to be really funky with an away kit, uh, a third kit though, haven't they? Yeah. Because they don't need More to worry funky about than the fruit salad. I think if they were going to make Discord a third kit, kit, that would be the third kit. <laughs> and they would bring out a more normal away kit. But you know what I mean? It, yeah, it's yeah. an opportunity to do something different with no, uh, a third kit because it necessarily doesn't need to be sort of like, you know, the fruit salads are very big. Um, sort of contradiction to this rule but you've got your base colors and then you just get something fairly similar but with a different color like the red one that we were in promotion with you know it's just yeah. a sort of different color to the other one and then you do something weird with the third kit that's what I, that's what i'd like to see happen i just want to see a deck track kit again to be fair yeah. it's coming <laughs> yeah it's coming <laughs> anyways moving on um so I've, I had a lot, basically, of, like, toilets in the Warwick, but I've already sort of touched on that. Um, another sort of interesting one, which was, like, um, still on that same sort of road of kind of fan experience on match day, is, like, having a bigger scoreboard and saying who scored on it as well. Mm. Yeah. Because um, I think for a while, we didn't even have a scoreboard, did we? It seemed mm. like that anyways. We had, um, they have got one now, I think. But... Yeah, because we had that one that was in the other corner and then that got broken then for ages. It yeah. just wasn't on. But, I mean, does anyone remember when Stobards had the big telly behind the, yeah. the waterworks? They used, think... used to do naughty replays as well, yeah. Yeah. It was... <laughs> I think Port Vale's the blueprint for that because they've got a really good screen that they, like, it feels very cinematic and American yeah. to me. So it's maybe something the new American owners will look at where they, they, yeah. they show like the highlights from last week's game with the commentary blaring through it with like music in the background. It's a big yeah. sort of big screen that you can, whatever stand you're sitting in, you can see it because it's right in the corner. Yeah. I like I mean, Port they, Vale, they... don't you, Liam? I'm a big, I'm a big, I like Port Vale, yeah. <laughs> they did, um... Not when they beat us, but still. No, well. <laughs> they did kind of like various things on the on the Stobards big screen. I can't remember if that like stopped at the same time that Stobards stopped sponsoring us, but uh, it, was, it was a while ago. Does anyone know when it, can anyone remember it? I can't well, remember that. No. I think I, I can remember it to yeah. be fair a bit, but I, I couldn't tell you when it, it stopped. Yeah. I mean, they definitely I mean, it's played just a one season occasional. thing. I'm sure it was. It was a lead season, the Leeds playoff season. I definitely remember it. Yeah. yeah. For like, 
I it was there yeah. all, all year long. Yeah, Just I mean, there was, adver- works. there was adverts on it as well, so potentially yeah. make a lot of money. I don't know yeah. whether that money was made by Stovitz or or by the club, but, um, you know, the, ha- having a big screen does does yeah. generate income itself. <laughs> Yeah, it'd just be a nice touch, wouldn't it? Um, mm. Especially if you could see sort of replays and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just like they had like their, their half-time scores from like around the league and stuff on it as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure the um, Stobbard screen did do that at half-time as well. Yeah, just... yeah, that's what yeah, that's what I mean. I did it. Uh, Might come in handy yeah. as well when we're in the relegation battle at the end of the, yeah, <laughs> the season. But like, I think I said it last optimistic. week as well. As far as far as like <laughs> shouting players' names and stuff when they score goals, there was nothing better like Carl the Hitman Holly. Yeah. Like, there was nothing better than that. Like, yeah. So I imagine if, if we're in yeah. a relegation battle, Paul Simpson might ban them from showing updates on it. That, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, yeah. So, um, <laughs> That was that was Charmaine Gordon who who suggested that idea, and also shout to Jasper Hayland for um, suggesting the toilet idea in the Warwick. Obviously, um, probably a lot of people are thinking that, and also Charlie Banks. He he once more turnstiles heading into the Warwick because uh, there's often quite a big queue there. Yeah, it's not always the amount of turnstiles either, but like the amount of searching that they do, because mm-hmm. it was definitely a lot slower. After the things were thrown on the pitch, yeah. and they made a really big effort of searching everyone. They could just start searching people further back in the reason. line, I suppose. Then, yeah, like, yeah. rather than yeah. waiting until they get pretty close to the front, just start searching people further back, and hopefully that yeah. quicken the little things up. But I mean, those turnstiles, they you know they they're the Warwick, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. welcome to the Warwick. Like so, you can they wouldn't be hard, and it wouldn't it wouldn't cost loads of money to to take no. those like cinder blocks down and put some nice looking porter cabins yeah, with some I'd double glazed windows or something. Add but a couple I'd, of new ones, wouldn't it? Yeah, I just like you'd have to move it you'd have to move it further out or something, wouldn't you, to be able to expand it. You'd have to do something a bit yeah. more drastic yeah. to expand it, I think. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Unless they have I mean, two side entry. Block. Unless they have two side entry and start letting people in from the other side. Yeah. Yeah. That's an idea to be fair. No. But yeah, that, that concludes uh, my section. I'm, I'll put another Another post out or something this week at some point. Um, so anyone listening, yeah, feel free to just get in touch and um, we'll bring up any sort of decent ideas that you might have. The one time where I wouldn't come up with a rhyme, it's Max's million pound <laughs> idea. Hey, <laughs> sorted you out, mate. I felt like you felt left out. So like, it's a, it's a working <laughs> it's a working progress. I might change it, you know. But you've got a little, a little ditty for now. That's nice. And I'll move on to some more Carlisle United related news, and obviously a lot of Carlisle United related news this week's links into the match report. So we're just going to focus on the transfers, the ins and outs of what happened on transfer deadline day uh, across the last seven days. And obviously that includes the signing that everyone got excited about, the one and only one on transfer deadline day, the one Mr. Liam over on Blue Army TV did a live stream for, uh, (laughs) apparently did really good numbers. And yeah, Joshua Coyote is back in the north or well, back in Cumbria. Uh, he likes the north. You know, he's had loan spells with Gatehead. Free spells with us now. And uh, is, is this the man? Liam, is the, is this the man you were waiting for? Are you I am really happy with this one? Does this fit the bill of the striker we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, well, it was it was the one people anticipated going into the day. It was the one that was linked. I remember when during the live stream, I had a sort of wanted poster uh, stuck behind me with Josh Coyote's face on it. Um, he was he was the one people wanted, and he was the one that people thought we could get. Now. Earlier on in the day, or even earlier on in the week when we were being linked with him, people seemed to think that it was going to be a permanent deal. Now, Paul Simpson's come out and stated that that was the original intention to sign him on a long-term permanent contract. Now, he's at Rotherham, and and they gave him a longer contract the day he went out on loan till 2026, I believe. So it looks like it is just going to be the loan signing for now. But yeah, he does tick the boxes for me. He's that target man. You know, he obviously knows the area. He, he did really well when he was on here on loan. He was on loan in League One last season, although I think it was largely injury uh, hindered when he was at MK Dons here. Um, but yeah, I think if you can get him going, he's one of the, you know, he, he will be really good for us. And as well, it brings his long throw-ins back. 
which yeah. I don't know if you remember from Chris yeah. Beach's tenure with him here. <laughs> he would he would do these really mad long throw-ins that seemed to never work unless. And it worked once in the FA Cup against Hayes yeah. and Yedin when John Mellish scored. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird sort of memory. But yeah, yeah we've still got John Mellish. Yeah. Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> From back then. But it's coming into a largely different Carlisle United team now, where, as you mentioned, John Mellish, but the different manager, there's a lot of new players, new 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 league. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he does, but I think he'll do very well here. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously, it's it's a big signing for us in terms of nostalgia. Um, yeah. But is that clouding people's judgment, or do you think this is a really good signing? Um, I think it's I think it's a really good signing. Yeah, I mean, we do have a thing, especially under Simpson this season, of signing players, former players. So, um, yeah, it's definitely kind of. I mean, the thing with former players as well is that you know them. So there's less of that unknown. And if you think he's a good player, which I think Coyote is a good player, because we've kind of seen him, maybe a bit more confident in that. So, you know, it kind of makes us a bit more confident that things will go well with him. Uh, I guess the main question is how he'll fit in with our system. Um, we, you know, we've been lacking goals. Unless he's added them to his game, he's not someone who's going to come in and be the goal scorer. But, you know, is he going to be a goal provider? And and and, and what does that mean for who we play with him, assuming that Coyote is going to start? Well, Max, you touched on it last week a little bit, uh, talking about, like, you actually mentioned Coyote coming in as a replacement for Patrick, potentially, like having that kind of style player with that little bit of flair. Um, is it, it, you know, is this the box ticks for you now? Like you mentioned it last week or yeah. did, you know, <laughs> did you just kind of um, trip the gun? <laughs> no, well, no, I'm, I'm uh, glad he's come in. I think it is a really good signing. Um, but yeah, I think obviously, because we haven't got a sort of 15, 20, Goals a season player, I think um, it's going to be a case of everyone having to sort of chip in um, mm-hmm. from sort of in the midfield as well, uh, on the wings. But I think we've got the players to do that, you know. Um, Mox has obviously got a few goals in him. If Mellish, is, Mellish can actually score as well. Yeah. From the box. Gibson. Gibson, yeah. It, mm-hmm. To be fair, I think Gibson needs... Callum Guy. Yeah, I mean, Callum Guy. They've all got goals in them, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I would like but to see like, him have more shots. And do you think like maybe this might unlock someone like Maguire or like plans to become that twenty season striker if you've got somebody like Coyote yeah. that can break the lines for you? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Simo's kind of like banking on Maguire, um, kind of stepping up at this point and and being that player. Yeah, although um, with um, a blad, a blade, how do you pronounce it? A blade. I say a blade, I say a blade yeah. but it sounds cool as hell. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> With um, him as well, um, you know, what kind of like combination do you think he could uh, do with Coyote? Because then they'll both be fast. Um, yeah. And, you know, if Coyote's getting through the lines and is able to re- is able to release a blade, which I hope that, <laughs> <laughs> I, hope that I get to say that a lot. <laughs> a blade you know, going to, yeah. Really. Is, is he going to kind of like start scoring goals? Which he hasn't done in previous clubs, but... You know, sometimes it is just a different system. I'll unlock something. Yeah, exactly. Just having that extra person that could unlock something for somebody mm-hmm. else, you know, to slot into those positions, that little bit easier, that yard faster reaction, you know, getting to the ball that little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, in other news, on the ways of going out, Kai Nugent uh, has left on a loan and joined um, is it Killian Leslie, who's over there, and um, who else is over there as well? Uh, there's another defender, Max Kills Gillespie as well. Yeah. Max Kill Max Killsby's over there Killsby. uh, as well, and um, well, there's another defender as well from Carlisle that's over there. He's a lot older. Swindlehurst, I think he's oh. still over at Annan as well. Yeah. So they're collecting, you know, they're collecting quite a lot of uh, Carlisle United. Defenders. Josh Galloway as well, former Carlisle. Yes, yeah, so they're filling themselves. They're filling the boots. <laughs> they're filling the boots, they really are. But like, obviously, lads, Max, this is what I want to come to. Um, it's it's a it's a good level for Kai Nugent to get his 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 teeth into some men's football, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And especially being with some sort of familiar faces, I think that'll help as well. Um, we obviously saw last season with Max Killsby, obviously, you know, they're a club that looks after the loanees and uh, lets them sort of thrive. So, it, yeah, it can only be a good thing for us uh, to have our players up there because I think we've obviously got a good relationship with the club. 
And uh, yeah, I can. I'm just hoping they can get a few minutes and uh, you know progress as as players. Like uh, it's, you know, Sim obviously he's given them that opportunity to do. I mean, we've spoken a lot about Max Kilsby and the and the benefit he had last season and the benefit it's going to do in this season. But it's that extra test, isn't it, for Kai Nugent? He hasn't. He's stepping into a slightly higher level. Will do you think um, it might be a little while before we see him get into the squad, at Annan? Um, maybe, yeah. I mean, it it depends on things like injuries and stuff that can always shake things up. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, you know, you don't. You, you know, you don't always want the players that are doing exceptionally well out on loan. Uh, remember, like Sam Fishburne did, because sometimes it just means they're having it too easy. And, you know, if it is a bit of a step up for him and he does have to fight his way into the squad, that's, I think, probably better for him in the long term. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Liam, uh, between now, Annan at this level and Workington at the level they're at, obviously these are our two kind of like feeder clubs, you would say. Um, I mean, put your, put your heart and soul on the line for one of them. Where do you think the better development lies at the moment? Peter Murphy or Danny Granger? You make it, why are you making me choose that? <laughs> You're making me choose with the one that is actually better and the one that I like the most. Which is the one that is actually better? <laughs> Can I say that it's more of a stepladder that you go to Reds first to then progress to Annan to then progress to Carlo <laughs> I think they're both brilliant. Maybe that's what you know. dream about when you when you're trying yeah. to get yourself tired to go to bed. Like, this is the way I would have my career, Andy. <laughs> but that's, that's that's the perfect step up. You get you, you sign for the Carlo Youth system, go on loan to Reds, do well, go on loan to Annan, do well, come back and you know play for Carlo. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> More often than not, yeah. But I think they're Go both really good for time for Barra. <laughs> <laughs> but they're both good for development, just at different stages of your development. But Annan's probably a, a harder challenge than than Reds, if that's what you want to squeeze out of us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I was just kind of like just trying to do something a bit controversial. I didn't know yeah. if it would work. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, lads, at the end of the day, the transfer window is over uh, as a whole. Uh, we've had a big shake-up and a big shake-around. Uh, just very quickly, though, uh, out of 10, what would you give Paul Simpson and Greg Abbott for their recruitment uh, this transfer window? I'll slow my speech down slightly to give you more time to think about your answers. And now I'm going to go to Will. Uh, yeah, Will, out of 10, uh, what would you give the recruitment for Carlisle United? Uh, I'm going to give seven... Um, aware he's seven, seven and a half. Um, well, you know, we've had a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily their fault. Um, if the if the funds haven't been available, or if we get, you know, we've had like players that we've just missed out on that mm. he said about. So, I think I kind of like have to consider that as well. That it's kind of like if I'm rating how Simo and Greg have done rather than how the club have done then I should cut him a bit more slack. Um now I'm like I'm you know I'm pretty happy with a lot of the players we've signed. We just you know maybe haven't yet to hit the ground running with some of them yet. Uh, yeah. particularly the ones up front. Um I think Lavelle's been an excellent signing. Yeah. Um Touchwood it looks like Anderson's a good signing. Uh with signed players that we already knew about that we wanted, such as McCalment and Barkley. Um so it's it's just that little bit's missing that um kind of like knocks it down for me. But um I didn't mention uh, Dylan McGeoch either, I think has he been has he had a little bit of an injury? Yeah, he's just not really got going as he at the moment. But um Max, yeah, what about what about yourself out out of ten? Um yeah, I'll get, and, uh, I'll get, I'll... Give it an eight out of ten. Um yeah, it goes positive. up to a nine if uh, if a blade's as good as I think he is, then it'll probably go up to a nine or ten. But I wanna wait. It's yeah, hard to I mean it. what you know, what happens up front will completely change my opinion as well. Because yeah. like I say, I'm quite happy with what we've done in defence, midfield and goal. Yeah, yeah I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'm going to sound really negative now. Um, <laughs> I'll give it a six. Ooh. So we've got a six or seven and an eight. You know, we're yeah. all in the same sort of yeah, yeah. roundabout. Which, which you've got to remember, five is average by the definition of this scoring system. So I think just ever so slightly above average. Then Olim didn't give us the rules. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. There's no the rules on this show. Like, like Will said, the though, I think I'm not really judging Simpson and Abba. I'm, I'm kind of judging it off. We didn't really have the money to have like a really good transfer window. Mm. Like, my problem is, I, I, you've said it already, but, but however these strikers turn out, we'll judge how good this is. But if you look at it completely yeah. on paper, you're looking at a blade who I think is going to be a really good signing. I'm sure we're we'll going to talk about how well he played uh, on Saturday. But on paper, he had 12 goals on loan. In, no, uh, 12 appearances on loan in League Two last season without a goal. Sean Maguire didn't score a goal last season. Uh, Coyote didn't score a goal last season. Who, who am I missing? But I, I think pretty much none of our strikers. I think altogether they had like yeah. nine goals combined. The seven strikers we've got have nine goals combined last season. There yeah. needed to be a sort of proven goal scorer signed. Now, I think Sean Maguire will be a good signing, and I think Coyote will be, and I think they'll probably be out front too. But on paper, you've got to sort of mark them down, especially when you're starting with a very similar team as you did in League Two, where you sign, you've got the same keeper for the most part this season, Thomas Hawley. You've got the same back five, except arguably a downgrade in Feeney to Lavelle, which is a very controversial thing to say. But the yeah. exact, you've team got the, the exact week, same like, midfield. Hmm. The exact same midfield three that we did and some unproven strikers. I, I think it'll turn out well in the end, but on paper, it's not the best transfer window. Yeah, sorry, I mean, sorry, sorry to leave it on a downer there. Like but, McGeoch, uh... <laughs> you know, McGeoch hasn't really gotten going yet, but he's one of the players that came in that was quite highly rated, yeah. um, Forest Green's player of the season. And I'm pretty sure he has picked up an injury at some point. Yeah. So he's maybe had his start with us interrupted a bit um i'd still kind of like think that he could be you know that he's going to be a big player for us this season yeah let this cross yeah, yeah you've got big, you've got yeah you, they've made they've made some big moves actually you know when you look at like a lot of them on paper and and they've tried hard obviously they've made a lot of changes early on in the season and then had to recruit and recruit more in in one position and now we're quite you know overloaded in one position potentially but yeah um it looks like we've managed to at least recruit the quality that the fans are going to back again, at least, and just bring them back on side and back through the turnstiles again for a little bit. I think a lot of people are getting worried. And I'm obviously in, in your live stream, Liam, I'm sure there was a lot of comments saying like people were sort of getting squeaky bum time about if we were going to get a striker Absolutely. through the yeah. door. So yeah. <laughs> it was from uh, panic going at the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, lads, we'll move on to everybody's second favourite game. Uh, it's winner stays on and Wills, it's your turn. Yeah. That's right. It's time to play higher or lower. Gentlemen, potentially you might be able to finish uh, this FIFA 15 squad. There's nine more players left to go. Uh, Will, you'll go first. Liam, since you're returning, you can go second. And Max, you can go last. Um, And we'll kick things off. Obviously, last week we left things on Daniel Kearns, who was a 63. So we're going to move on. And we're going to give you Billy Painter. I think definitely higher than Danny Kearns. I mean, because he's still 
was trading off that that spell early on in his career where he'd scored all them goals. You sound very confident. Yeah. But, but unfortunately, my friend, what? Billy Pater <laughs> is lower than oh. Daniel Kearns, oh. unfortunately. <laughs> and the reigning... Who? Who the fuck was Daniel Kearns? I mean, I was just... The reigning why champion so, goes down swinging. Why is so highly rated? The problem with FIFA, they're not judged on how they did at Carlisle. They're judged on the no. season prior. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe in FIFA what, 16, the next one, it, it probably will be more accurate, but... Yeah. I mean, I would have expected Billy Payne to be a high one because George Dicker was a high one, and that's like... Just that... These players that have had big careers, and even if they're not really at the best end of it, still kind of probably get a bit overrated on FIFA, I would have thought. Yeah, well, the FIFA 15 ratings <laughs> have tripped you up at the very least. So, uh, yeah, we'll move on, though. And uh, I believe we said it's Liam, you're next. Uh, yeah. The next one after Billy Pater is Danny Granger. Was he rated higher or lower on FIFA 15 than Billy Painter? I believe... Now, you said Kearns, the first one, was 63 rated. So, Paint is below that, and I believe Danny Granger was exactly 63. So, I'm going to say higher again. Very confident, and rightly so. Danny Granger was higher than Billy Painter. So, we'll move on. Max. All good win by default, then. Stay <laughs> in the game. Oh, it might happen one day, but not today. To stay in the game, Max Gillespie. Ooh, I did rate him Mark Gillespie. Is he at Newcastle now? I think he's still there. Yeah. Um, Danny Granger. I think I'm going to go lower. I think Gillespie was about 61. And you'd be right to go lower. Well done. It'll go back to you, Liam. Troy Archibald Henville. Higher or lower than um... Mark Gillespie. (laughs) Okay, Uh, I'm going to go, if you said, you've kind of helped me a bit here, when you said 61 with Gillespie, I think he might be, yeah, I'm going to go lower. I say lower than Gillespie, but Max wasn't helping you because it was higher than Gillespie. (laughs) (laughs) You've been tripped up. Troy Archibald Henville is rated 62 and we're going to go into episode four of the season playing FIFA higher or lower still on FIFA 15. Uh, so that's so we'll see if we can complete it next week, lads. We'll see how we get on next week. Just a few I've got one right for one, so that's the first time I've actually got an answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun old game. It's a fun old game. Uh, but we'll move on, lads, to the match report. And as I always do, just before the match report, I'll give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for the weekend's game. And this weekend, it was a 2 0 victory against Shrewsbury. In nets, we had Anderson along the back five. There was back Lavelle, Huntington, Mellish and Armour, a midfield free of Gibson Guy and Moxon with a front pairing of Maguire and Plange. Uh, this seems to be the winning formation from last season uh, reverting back to it with what looks like a quite heavily strengthened squad potentially uh, compared to what we had last season and uh, it was a good victory on the day as well but it wasn't until the second half where things really got going. Um, lads, you're all there in your respective seats. Uh, the first half, Anderson had a couple of saves to make or at least a couple of shots to watch go wide of the mark. We spoke earlier on in the show about his potential to stay in the lineup in the cup, but surely now has he done enough to convince you? I'll kick off with Max. Has he done enough to convince you that he's Carlo United's number one going forward? Um, I'm not sure whether I'm convinced he's the number one, but uh, I thought he had a really good game. Uh, bouncing back from that, obviously, that, that poor one at um, Port Vale. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember making a pretty good save in the second half um, over the other side to, to where the uh, where I was. But, yeah, I thought, I thought he looked confident and um, it didn't seem like it phased him or anything, the mistake, which I was worried about. Um, but, yeah, I think a few more games then I might be convinced, yeah. I mean, that back five now for you, Wills, as well, is that yeah. is that the strongest back five we have? Um, well, I'm going to sit on the fence a little bit like Max as well. Um, 
I thought he had a good game, um, and we can't really drop him now because you know we've we've talked about this when you change keepers, and I think Simo has to be fair said that it would be a it would maybe need a run of bad form from Yoko. Um, I I did kind of think that he was a bit more hesitant coming off his line and going out to attack the ball than Thomas Holy often is. Um, but I posted that on Facebook and people disagreed and said it was completely the other way around. So kind of like, you know, different people have different opinions. But I feel like Thomas Holy attacks the ball a lot more and is a lot quicker to to, to come out and, and spread himself in front of an attacker. Yeah, uh, you spoke about it earlier, Liam, as well. The front pairing. Uh, I mean, on this day, obviously, it was Plange and Maguire. But in the future, you'd be expecting Coyote to come in, or would you be expecting a potential formation change? Yeah, I'd expect Coyote to probably come in for Plange. Uh, I, I don't know if it'll happen next week necessarily because Paul Simpson was very complimentary of Plange, and I think he's maybe done enough just to stay in the starting eleven. I can imagine Coyote probably next week coming in for Plange because they're, they're similar players. You know, I, I don't think you can do Plange and Coyote. I think you've got to have that sort of um, little and large sort of thing where you've got Sean Maguire and, and, and Coyote is the big man. I think what will probably happen is Coyote will come off the bench around 60 minutes uh, when Simos changes strikers like he likes to do and then he'll start the next game after that. Uh, but I think he'll stick with the system. It, it, it's the first win of the season and, you know, it, it, hopefully this is going to be the winning formula that sort of Five three two, or whatever you want to call it, uh, three five two, however you want to class the yeah. wing backs. But this is, I wouldn't expect a formation change now. Paul Simpson has stuck with this formation since he was appointed, and I, I can't, I can't see it changing uh, anytime soon. But yeah, eventually it'll be Maguire and Coyote up front. Yeah, uh, something that's been impressing Cumbrian fans or Carlisle United fans, especially for a few years here, is that our set piece play and how fruitful it has been for us over the last two and a half seasons. And this was a really good example of something else, a little bit more, um, in, what's the word, inventive, uh, a front post peel away Ed. you don't see that much really in in corners these days it always seems to be a, a back poster or at least get it in the mixer kind of ball um, but there was a bit of finesse to this one and it's because we have somebody as fantastic as Owen Moxon now I believe it's still gone down as an own goal but it would have been nice to see Sean Maguire really get the proper opportunity to confidently celebrate this um, and I, 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 do you think the fact that it hasn't necessarily been given to him is going to affect his confidence unless, you know differently than if it if it was given to him Liam no I, I think he'll he'll gain confidence from it because ultimately the goal doesn't happen without him uh, you can call it a, a, a generous assist to the own goal or whatever you want to call it but at the end of the day he was the one that peeled away celebrating he was the one that, you know, the stadium announcer announced his name afterwards. It, it, it will have helped him whether it goes down as his goal um, or not. Because ultimately, he is the reason we have scored a goal. Whether, whether, whoever's name gets put on online and on the score sheet afterwards, it, it it's down to him and Moxon that, that they've got that. Uh, a blade came on in the 76th minute and Calais United's second goal was scored very, very late on in the game. Um, Will, was yeah. a blade's impact instant from the moment he got off the bench? Um, Yeah, pretty much. You could see he was fast right away. Um, he's fast. He looks to beat people. He, he made a real nuisance of himself in the back line. And... That's ultimately what led to a goal, a, a decent finish from Joe Garner as well. I did call it a tap in at one point, but <laughs> he, do, he, he does have to, it's it's put on a plate for him, but he does have to kind of guide it. 
Yeah, compose himself. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, Matt, what we what we are seeing though potentially is the start of you know a classic from last season, which was Paul Simpson's sort of system <laughs> of having double substitutions when it came to strikers, being able to change both strikers at the same time. Um, so, who do you think um, is going to be the best? partnership for Blade? Do you think we have to go to a front three? Um, did he do that much to excite you to, to basically just start jumping into the starting lineup? Yeah, I think at first, I think he'll be more effective off the bench. Because um, we don't know how, what his fitness is like, obviously, he's just come in, uh, whether that's a factor on, on, you know, him coming off the bench or whether he'd even be, be able to, um, you know, play a full 90. Uh, as far as sort of partnerships go, um Again, I'm on the fence a bit um, because obviously these new new players are coming in. We don't know much about them, obviously, bar so you know Garner and and Coyote. But um, I don't think even Simo knows what the best partnership is at the minute. Um, it's just one of them. He's got he's got to sort of um, change it about a bit this early in the season, and uh, hopefully by sort of maybe you know November December time we'll have a bit of a better idea. Uh, maybe a few goals will go in or something like that. But, you know, I think I'm, I've got quite a lot of faith in everyone who we've got up top at the minute. Yeah, and it, it was a it was a really nice goal in the end. Joe Garner kind of sweeping it home and being able to wheel across the Warwick uh, in celebration and uh, enjoying the company of uh, the Cumbrian faithful. It's a good 2-0 victory, but it was kind of made a little bit in the end by a little bit of controversy when ex Cali United captain Morgan Feeney was involved in a verbal exchange with Carlisle <laughs> United <laughs> manager Paul Simpson. Uh, Max, what was your view of the situation? Um, I think he took all his frustration out on Simo. Um, his frustration coming from uh, obviously all of us singing and chanting at him, which he fully deserves to be honest. And then he a blade, every bit of stick. and then a blade sitting him down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's all it was. To be fair, um, I, I bet Simo was quite surprised um, to have him sort of to be confronted by him like that because. Yeah. Uh, I don't think someone's done anything wrong at all. Um, you know, maybe something's happened behind the scenes, I don't know. But I think for me, yeah. that's just an accumulation of losing the game, getting chanted at and something he's probably not used to. Yeah, I think he's maybe been a bit naive and because, you know, he was well-liked by the fans when he was here, but he's turned us down for more money. So that's what happens. And I don't know <laughs> if it was maybe kind of like, assumed that we would just kind of like applaud him and be like here's our promotion winning captain give him a round of applause and yeah and got got it in his head yeah i mean i think he's like he's accused simo of making it look like he's gone for money and i mean if he's not gone for money then what's he gone for yeah (laughs) (laughs) liam have you got anything you want to add to the morgan feeney situation yeah, I, I don't think it's the fact that he left for more money, really. I think it's the way that he left, you know, and and, and, and he is right. Um, it's, it's, it is down to Simo's comments that he did get the abuse that he got, but at the same time, you know, Simo, I don't think he, he would lie about these kind of things. It's the fact that he just didn't get in contact whatsoever and just sort yeah. of ignored the club to, to go and do that. And, you know, Paul Simpson's got the right to let the fans know what's going on. Um, and just as the same, the fans have got the right to say what they want about Feeney when he's there you know it wasn't even any, any, anything necessarily too bad it was just you know Feeney what's the score and, and you know there, there was times where you think well look Ryan Bowman's up top also next Carlisle player and he's he got absolutely nothing it it just shows yeah. you uh just shows you it's the way you leave not the fact that you do leave and and yeah, yeah. I mean, just, Charlie just, White got yeah. applauded for scoring against us. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> the thing. Charlie White's loved by Carlisle fans. Um, but yeah, I, he just needs to grow up a bit, really, doesn't he? It's just a childish thing of refusing to shake Simo's hand. It, it, it just it struck me as, wow, we must have really wound him up if, if that's how he's acting after the game. Yeah. Well yeah. said, gentlemen. Well we said, did. gentlemen. 
Uh, well said, well said. And uh, we'll move on to uh, your man of the match opinions. Obviously, it's a victory. Uh, so we've got something to really add some acclaim mm. to. But I'm just going to go along with the sheep at Carlisle United and give it to Callum Guy. Um, from from what I heard on all reports, it was a fantastic midfield display playing for the full 90. And he seems to be somebody that we can rely on. Uh, and he's made that step up to the League One level. He proved that he could be relied on in League Two, but it looks like he's finding that step up quite easy. And uh, yeah, good performance for him. Will, man of the match. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm giving it to Callum Guy myself too, because it, it, it was difficult to pick a man of the match because I thought there were a few players that had good games, um, but it was Callum Guy's best game for us this season. Uh he did get the sponsors man of the match, which I guess kind of draws attention to what he's done. But he had a good game, and so I picked him for my man of the match. Yeah, yeah, Liam. Yeah, um, I think you know if you you can't give it to Terry because he wasn't on the pitch for long enough. But yeah, it's hard to argue with Callum Guy. Uh, maybe Sam Lavelle deserves a bit, little bit of a, of a honourable mention. But yeah, Callum Guy, he he, he was by, by far our best sort of midfielder. Yeah, Max. I won't say Callum Guy just to mix it up a bit. <laughs> I will say um, Sam Lavelle. Yeah, Sam Lavelle. Yeah, choice. Uh, very, very solid. You know, you need that. You need yeah, that. Yes. Yeah. And also, by the way, the line has just been announced for tonight. Okay. Yeah. Um, we were wrong. Thomas Hurley, Jack Robinson, <laughs> John Mellish, Corey Whelan, Jack Ellis. You were wrong. Finbar, <laughs> uh, midfield three, Alfie McCallum, Dylan Mc- McGeoch, Jaden Harris, and Coyote and a blade up front. Okay, that'd be interesting. Yeah, be worth watching. Yeah. Kicks off in 45 also, minutes. Also, um, the new delivery of home and away kicks has now arrived, according to uh, Twitter. All right, okay, nice. So by the time this goes out, they'll be sold out again. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet there's a few that are getting kept behind, like yeah, there'll be a few that are far away. <laughs> you gotta go and get more, man. You gotta go and get more. But lads, we'll look ahead uh, to the weekend's opponents, which are Stevenage. Uh, we're playing away. They're high flying. They're doing really well. They've just beaten Northampton by one goal to nil. But you know, we've managed a bit of momentum now. We yeah. could maybe come out of this Accrington game with more momentum uh, tonight. And there's no reason why we can't beat Stevenage. And so, in my opinion, it's going to be same again, two nil. Yeah, we're going to win it 2-0. Uh, it's going to be a set-piece play. Hunt might get his first goal um, from a set-piece play this year or maybe Lavelle will get something. Or, I don't know. It'll be a set-piece goal. It'll be yeah. a proper set-piece goal. Uh, yeah, uh, Max? 2-1 um, win for me. Um, maybe a sort of 85th-minute winner. Um, I'm just going to say Maguire's going to get his first. And so we... Uh, who else is going to score? Huntington, yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> Feels, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Feels right. Feels right. Liam? Yeah, I, I, it's definitely not going to be a high-scoring game, Touchwood. But, um, yeah, 1-0. Steve Evans' ball is not going to allow for too many chances for, for either team. So maybe a Callum Guy screamer from the edge of the box wins it for us. <laughs> I can start enjoying Callum Guy goals again this year now that I don't have that stupid bet on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we didn't should have done bets. We can still do bets. We'll do it at the we'll do it at the New Year's party thing that we do at the end of year awards or whatever. We'll do it there. We'll do it there. Will? Um, yeah, I'm gonna you know, I want to be positive at this time of the season because I might not get to be positive later if we end up in a relegation battle. Um (laughs) I think (laughs) there we go. (laughs) I think um I'm going to go with 1-0. I think we can beat them. And I'm going to say it's going to be a a blade goal from a Coyote throw-in. Sounds it's promising. Steve Sounds Evans promising. is going to go absolutely... <laughs> Bicycle kick. He's going, to be, he's going to be pointing at the line, saying that he crossed the line and it was a foul throw and he's going to turn beetroot. <laughs> <laughs> everyone stay positive for the predictions this week i really like it uh lads we'll uh we'll move on to the last part of the show and it's everybody's favorite game that's right it's time for 
guessing the player. Guessing the player. Guessing the player. I don't even play the music anymore. Guessing My player. players, I just dance to nothing. You know, that's guessing all you see. Yeah. <laughs> but um, oh, I mean, Max, I've spoken to you about it since Saturday, but I feel like guessing I'm putting you on the spot player. now. Are you ready to be the clue, guys? Oh, guessing the player. You are ready. Oh, you're guessing the yeah, yeah, I've, I've got some. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it's Max's oh, turn. So it's gonna be Will's and Liam reuniting from last season. And next week <laughs> it's gonna be me and Will with Liam as the question master next week. And that means everyone would have been a question master. We would have all played a fixture or maybe two fixtures each, but we'll be four fixtures into the season. Anyway, I don't have to bore you with the maths. When You know, I've got a table. I've got a table written down. (laughs) And uh, at the moment, Max, you are top of the table. So you're going to be able to sit back here. But a player in this match, Mr. Liam, has the opportunity to take the lead. Will, you can step up and draw the game. You can put some points yeah. on the board. But Liam, you have the opportunity to take the lead here. How confident are you feeling going into this one? Uh, I'm not worried about the table at this point in the season. Um, classic <laughs> Paul Simpson line. I just want to get my revenge on Wills for just pipping me last season for the, for the title. <laughs> It's going to be a classic, but Will, you did pip him last season for the title. So do you yeah. feel like you've still got his number? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I um, <laughs> I know how he plays. I know which way he goes. So. <laughs> well, Max, I'm going to hand over to you. Uh, you're playing the clue guide uh, this week. For anyone that knew listening, sorry, uh, guessing the player is basically a game where you've got to guess the player within three clues with the points going in descending order from three, two to one, depending on the level or how quickness you answer the question. Max, I'll hand over to you. It's time to play. Yep. Guessing the player. All right, so the Ooh. first clue. Well, hang on, sorry, Liam, you're going first. first. Liam's going okay. first. Okay. Yes. Liam's going first. Sorry, uh, Max, <laughs> I'll hand over to you. <laughs> it's time for guessing <laughs> the player. <laughs> so the first clue is um, this player scored in the 2014 Football League Trophy final whilst playing for Peterborough. And a little bonus as well for both of you. Um, like Peterborough was the um, the last permanent club he had before joining Carlo. Oh, Jesus. Um, who we are the, that was at Peterborough? Um, 2014. Okay, right. I'm trying to think that's Three years after we won it, which doesn't help whatsoever. <laughs> who was it? <laughs> who was a Peterborough? Um, I believe players. we used to have a no, it's too no, hit me. No, no, that doesn't work. Okay, right. I think Mike Jones was still, I think he was at Peterborough for a little bit. I'm gonna say Mike Jones. That's incorrect. Oh, oh. <laughs> not a bad guess, actually. No. Um, goes over to Wills. Was it Gary Dicker? I can definitely remember us signing someone from Peterborough. Oh, don't know who. <laughs> was it Gary it Dicker? Was not, it was not Gary Dicker. I'm afraid. Ah. Another decent guess, actually. To be fair, next next clue is a bit of a bit of hopefully make it a bit easier. So this player was our highest rated play- player on FIFA 17. Oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't play FIFA 17. Uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who did we have in 2017? When, yeah. 20, when FIFA 17 came out. So. Well, we had we had him in 2017. 2016-17 season it was. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Ooh. Is it... Oh, um, I think Jorgana used to play for Peterborough. Is it Jorgana? No, it's, it's not Jorgana. Oh, oh. Will's a chance to get on the board with two points. Um, Is it... Nicky Adams? 
No, it's not Nicky Adams actually. Oh. Although he was he was quite highly rated on FIFA. Yeah. I think I might have an idea. Might have an idea. Right. The last chance to get a point, last, boys. Last clue. So he left Carlisle to join Notts County after 12 months at Brunton Park, making 34 appearances for us in July 2017. But then he actually ended up leaving um, Notts County to join Port Vale after they were relegated from the Football League. Ooh. Um, is... See, I was... I was going to say somebody, but that's kind of murdered that prediction. So, someone who was at Port Vale. Yeah. I believe I can picture him in my head, but is it... Did he play for Port Vale? Is it Derek Asamoa? I'm afraid not, no. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, Will, your last uh, chance to steal a yeah, point? Yeah, I'm like, I can still picture this signing someone from Peterborough thing. Um, and he... He was like a, a, a starter for uh, Keith Curl back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, was it... And he went to Notts County... Um, was after one season a good season with us, and then he, well, I say good season, he was our most highly rated. Uh, uh, the one got was it Adam Campbell? Didn't necessarily have to mean he was good at us mm. for him to be highly rated on FIFA. No. Was it Adam? It wasn't. Ca- <laughs> it was actually Sean Brisley, the center. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Well, there we go. No one, no one on the boards this time around. Well done, Max. How did you enjoy being a clue guide? Yeah, it was enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, it was good fun. Good fun. Good fun, Uh, lads. It's uh, yeah, like I said, it's going to be Liam's turn to be quiz guide next week on the Blue Army podcast. It's always a pleasure uh, to be with you, and there isn't really anything else left for us to do apart from saying bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now. A bit, guys. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.